Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. Today uh, is part three. The title of my message is The Principles of Prayer, Part Three. I want to talk to you about basically two primary uh, forms of prayer. And really this morning, just for the 9 a.m., I want to talk to you about the principle of spiritual warfare. I want to talk to you about the principle of spiritual warfare. Prayer is the most critical activity that the Christian can engage in alongside of their study of God's word. Prayer unlocks the heavens and it causes God to intervene in earth's affairs. So if you want to see the divine intervention of God upon your situations, then you need to pray. I've heard theologically some people believe that God is the big guy upstairs and he does not come down to earthlings or human beings and he stays up there and then whatever happens down here happens. But that is not true. If you become or if you are a person of prayer, what will you, what you will see happen is a divine intervention where God will come down from earth, from heaven and he will begin to intervene here on the earth. When Jesus taught his disciples what we traditionally call the Lord's Prayer, he said, pray that my kingdom would come and my will would be done here on earth as it is where? In heaven. So he said there is a perfect atmosphere in heaven where there's no sickness, disease, no infirmity, people don't die. Heaven is a perfect atmosphere. But he said through prayer to pray that the atmosphere of heaven would be manifested or come here on earth. The only person or the only people that have the ability to make that ask is us, is people. When we pray, we can say, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth, here in Elk Grove, here at Harvest, here in Sacramento, here in California, as it is in? Amen. Oh, you guys are ready today. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about the principles of spiritual warfare. I want to give you a couple of principles and several scriptures because I need you to understand a couple of elements, but let's move into this. The first point is this. We are fighting against spiritual forces that we cannot see. We are fighting against spiritual forces that we cannot see. We cannot see angels. We do not see demons. Now, if you have angels floating around your house and they come and talk to you and bring you coffee and lattes, that's awesome. Come invite me by. I would like to meet an angel. Right, I want to I want to drink coffee with the angels too over at your home. But usually, spiritual angels and demons we do not see them because they are invisible, and we are fighting against spiritual forces that we do not see. Ephesians two six opens and it says this: It says, "And God raised us up with Christ Jesus and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms." In Christ Jesus. So God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. 
There is a realm, an unseen realm. There is a realm that we call the heavenlies. This is the atmosphere where angels live. This is the atmosphere where demons live. This is the heavenly realms. And whatever happens in the heavenly realms will manifest here in the earthly realm or within the seen realm. And if you understand that you have power to influence what's happening in the heavenly realms because you have been seated in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus, then you can impact what's happening here on the earth. I shared this story in one of the first weeks when we were here. But I was in a Barnes and Noble, and there was a guy next to me who was looking at a witchcraft book, a Chinese witchcraft, and he was reading the book, and he was looking at the book, and he got up, and he went to the bathroom, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, the Lord said, smite the witchcraft in his life. He said, release a holy angel to smite the witchcraft that's in his life. So I sat there in my seat with my cup of Starbucks at, at Barnes and Noble, and I said, Lord, right now, I release an angel of warfare to smite the witchcraft in this man's life. And I kid you not, the guy was just walking. He was walking like this, and he stopped, and he turned, and he looked at me. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the cafe area. He's in the book area. He stopped, turned, and looked at, me, looked at me when I prayed that prayer, and then he began running back and forth throughout Barnes and Noble. People are watching him, and they're saying, what's wrong with this guy? And I'm sitting there laughing like, wow. <laughs> we have been seated with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places, and we have been given authority to, to influence what happens within the earth realm. Amen? Second Corinthians 10 and verse 3 through 5 says this. Though we walk in the flesh, that means in, in this world, in this life, in our human flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Verse 4 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Atheism is something that's trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Agnosticism is something that's trying to exalt itself above the knowledge of God. Different belief systems and things that try to stamp out and remove the existence of God in the earth are things that's trying to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. But through spiritual warfare, we have been given authority to grab those things that are exalting themselves and pull them down from their high places so that they can no longer have influence on the minds and on the hearts of the people within society. My mom's a principal. She's been a principal for over two decades. And one of the things that she would do every year at the beginning of her school year is she would call me in and she would say, son, I want you to come and anoint the doors of my classrooms and my school and pray for the presence of God to come into my school. And in an area where there may have traditionally been a lot of fights, a lot of problems, a lot of behavioral issues, I know that, that when we went in at 
the beginning of the year and we pull down the strongholds of violence, when we pull down the stronghold, strongholds of bullying, when we pull down those demonic strongholds that the kids were calmer, they gave the teachers less problems, let, fewer kids were sent to the principal office. Why? Because we wage spiritual warfare in a natural environment and we saw the impact of praying and pulling down strongholds. I'm trying to teach you that you have authority. You just need to learn how to exercise it. And too often we go into our jobs, our works, our businesses, our entrepreneurial ventures, our dealings with different businessmen and people, and we complain about stuff instead of praying about stuff. We have been given authority to shift the environment, but we too, uh, too rarely do we use the weapons of our warfare to pull down these strongholds. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. He said, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, everybody say our struggle, is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. It's not against people. Our struggle is not against people. I know you don't like sister so-and-so. She has bad breath. She comes and speak in your face every time she comes to church. I understand that you may not like her, but your fight is not against people. I do have a man in case sister comes over to talk to you. We can, we can resolve this issue. Praise God. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Paul is telling us that our battles that we are fighting are not battles against human beings. Our battles are against unseen forces in the heavenly places. But Go back and see 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. That's why the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, because we are not fighting against people. That's why we have to utilize spiritual weapons to get spiritual results. Somebody got that. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Daniel prays for 21 days for the Lord to come in and intervene. He prays for revelation. And this is, this is one of the most powerful scriptures because this is a, a picture of what is happening in the heavenly or unseen realms when you pray. And this is why you have to push. What does push mean? Come on, baby. I'm so glad that you listened to my messages. Praise God. Thank you. Somebody's listening. Amen. Sister Marina, have you been listening? Amen. All right, I got two people that listen to the messages. Amen, more than two. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12 says this. <coughs> then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. This is the angel speaking to Daniel. He says, since the first day that you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, Prayer is an act of humility, and the Bible says God gives grace to the humble. 
So he says, from the first day that you humbled yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come in answer to your prayer. So Daniel prayed, Daniel humbled himself, he prayed, he offered up his request, and the response from heaven, because he is affecting the spirit realm, was an angel was sent from heaven to go to Daniel in response to his prayers. Are you with me? He said, I have come to answer your prayer. Verse 13, but for 21 days, the spirit of the prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Or basically, the prince of Persia, the demonic ruler and entity over the region and the nation of Persia has fought against me for 21 days to prevent me from reaching you, Daniel, in answer to prayer. When you pray, you say, well, God, you're not hearing me. God, you're not listening. I'm praying and nothing's happening. That's not true. God heard you on day one just like he heard Daniel on day one. It just took 21 days for the response to come because there was a demonic principality in the unseen heavenly realms that was fighting and warring against the answer of the prayer that Daniel prayed. But Daniel did not stop praying on day one or are day two, are day three, are day four, or five, or six, or seven. He prayed for 21 days, and on day 21, because he pushed, he prayed until something happened. Then the angel was able to break through and break past the prince of Persia in response to Daniel's prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to submit to you that many times, the reason why you're not seeing your prayers answered is because you're giving up too soon. See, we're offering up God microwave prayers when he's a crockpot God. Mm. Come on now. You think that your prayers are hot, is a hot pocket and you're going to hit, you're going to hit 30 seconds. Do, 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 start. All right, God, in 30 seconds, here, here's the answer. Come on, Jesus. And God says, no, 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 no. You have to, sometimes it has to marinate in the pot for eight hours, amen? With those seasonings and spices, you have to let it marinate. You have to keep praying until it comes forth. God is answering, but we're not praying through until we see the fulfillment or the manifestation of the answer. I'm trying to teach you how spiritual warfare works. I'm trying to teach you why you don't see prayers answered in a timely manner. I'm trying to teach you why you're not seeing the fulfillment and the manifestation of what you believe you should see. God's word is true. We just have to apply the principles in the proper manner to see the manifestations of God in our lives, our families, and in our situations. Amen? If you have backslidden family members or people who are running away from God, people, family members, and loved ones who are in addiction, you have to pray until something happens. Even when the bad news come in, even when the worst thing that you can imagine happens, even when you get the bad report, that may mean that God's working overtime and those angels are putting in overtime. They're doing past 40 hours. They're 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week working on your life 
loved one to get them to surrender and to yield. Usually the darkest part of night is right before dawn. It is usually the darkest right before the breakthrough. So don't be fooled just because you got a bad report. That actually may be a sign that breakthrough is around the corner, but you have to push, you have to pray until something happens. We cannot fight spiritual battles with natural weapons. You cannot fight a spiritual battle with a natural weapon. Talking about a problem does not change it, but praying about the situation changes it. Amen? Taking action is essential, but praying about a problem can shift it to where it can be dealt with. We say faith without works is dead. This is true. Sometimes you got to get in the middle of it and deal with the situation. But I would say you need to season it with prayer before you jump ahead long into the middle of that problem. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, if any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of the Lord who gives wisdom liberally and will not hold it back. I'm sorry, that's actually, I believe that's in the book of James. But he says, ask for wisdom before you begin to deal with the problem. What is that? You are asking, you're praying, God, I don't know what to do, but I need the wisdom to engage this situation with the mind and the heart and the leadership of Christ Jesus. Amen. Some of you are smart, but you're not that smart. Come on, don't fool yourself. Just because you was magna cum laude at... at (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to behave this morning. Amen. I took my vitamins. I'm going to act right today. Amen. If things appear to be stuck in your life, family, or job, then maybe it has not received enough attention and prayer to change the situation. Amen? Maybe it has not received enough attention and prayer to change the situation. Ian Bounds says this, It cannot be stated too frequently that the life of a Christian is a warfare, an intense conflict, a lifelong contest. It is a battle waged against invisible foes who are ever alert, seeking to entrap, deceive, and ruin the souls of men. The life of which Holy Scripture calls men is no picnic and entails effort, wrestling, and struggling. It demands the putting forth of full energy of the spirit to frustrate the foe and to come off at last more than a conqueror. From start to finish, it is a war. You are in a spiritual battle. It was a battle that existed before you were born. It was a battle that existed before the United States of America was founded. This is an ancient age-old battle that started in heaven when Lucifer tried to raise up against God and snatch his throne. The devil is a usurper. He's a robber. He tries to take things that don't belong to him and steal stuff that's not his. And when he rose up in heaven, then the archangel Michael and two-thirds of 
of the angel warred against him and his crew that rose up. And the Bible says in the Gospels, Jesus says, I saw Satan cast down as lightning. Satan was defeated. But that battle did not start two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, a hundred years ago. That battle started millennium, many, 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 many years ago. Amen? By virtue of the fact that you are a human being and part of the human race, you were thrust in this war, like it or not. You have to settle that in your spirit. You say, I, I'm, I'm a man of peace. I'm peacetime, peace. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Was that Star Trek of peace? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You're in the cosmic war, amen? <laughs> Dr. Spock would approve this message. <laughs> you're in the war. The best thing that you can do is settle that you're in the war, put on the full armor of God, take up your sword of the spirit, take up the shield of faith, get yourself prepared for battle and be the best warrior that you can possibly be, amen? The battle's not going anywhere till Jesus Christ returns. You can't run and hide out and try to pretend like it does not exist. It is here to stay, so you might as well be the best at what you are called to do. Can I get a good yes and amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to close on this. Prayer is the most critical activity that Christians can engage in alongside their study of God's word. Prayer unlocks the heavens and causes God to intervene in earth's affairs. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.